0: Hello guys, welcome back to another episode of The Howl. T- today my guest is a very talented music composer from Poland. Julia, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, hi.
0: So, uh, tell me more about yourself and how, how is Poland?
1: How is Poland? Yes. Um, not very well. No, of course I'm joking. Um, Poland is a very interesting country. We've been um, established, you know, in ni- in tenth century basically, yeah. and ever since then, um, you know, it's been a country that you know kept on growing. There was a lot of wars inside. Then, you know, once we reached the peaking point, um, then we became a very valuable asset. You know, that led to um, you know asset d- divisions. To Acid in Europe, Europe as right. as, a, as a country, like we were in the middle of the silk trade and and a whole bunch of, you know, there's a, it was it was a very rich country for a very very long time, that caused a lot of interest from you know, uh, neighboring nations, countries, yeah, yeah and, and so you know they were attacking us quite a while, <laughs> so it was Poland has a very very difficult history, including you know Second World War and Hitler, and so it's it's really interesting you know just. Taking a look at Europe from Polish perspective. Now, today the country is free, yay! <laughs> and uh, you know Polish people are wonderful. Um, I mean, I really, you know, they're very honest, very, um, very kind souls. And uh, a lot of them, unfortunately, emigrated Poland during, you know, during all those emigrated turnovers. Emigrated away. Yeah, yeah. And I'm one of those people. I emigrated not because. Uh, of the political uh, situation, but I immigrated to um, study music.
0: Study music, cool. all right. Mm-hmm. So, when you were in Poland, what were you studying before music, like before you came to America?
1: Well, I was always a musician. I started as a classical piano player when all I was right. about six years old. and Six years old? Yeah. I, I Did really you just
0: learn it or were you getting trained by someone?
1: Oh, yeah, I was taking lessons. Um, I mean, it came... As a, as a surprise to uh, to me and my mom because we um, it was interesting she was what she would do she would play on a piano and do her little noodles and and I would you know come to her and fix her mistakes. I didn't know what the heck I was talking about but I could hear that she would you know here and then she would miss a note. So she was like, well if you can't hear that, maybe you have some musical talent and what she did is she signed me up for her first, Piano lessons. Right. And that's kind of what started my musical journey. Later on, uh, when I was a teenager, um, I started um, discovering that, you know, this music is kind of like an outlet. It's a separate language. So it became a form uh, of, you know, just expressing myself without having to uh, use words. And I, was, I wasn't always that good with words. Mus- music became for me like the second way of expression yeah.
0: it's crazy like a lot of people mm-hmm. like don't don't think about music that way but like in high school like you had like, your little edgy days you know yeah. listen to punk music it's because like mm-hmm. you're you're young you have a lot of these like really strong emotions mm-hmm. and then when you hear music like that like maybe punk maybe metal maybe whatever it speaks to you in volumes that you could never mm-hmm. like hope to speak at that age or maybe a lot of people can't express those emotions you know properly so it's fun how we see music like that mm-hmm. So that goes to my next question, like, you study music in Poland. Mm-hmm. What, was, uh, what would you say are the interesting parts for your country? Like, if I were to go to Poland, what would you say, like, hey, Nick, you got to try? <laughs> so, um, there's a
1: few travel-wise places that I would definitely recommend. Um, there's a few cities that you should probably put on your list. Those cities are uh, Gdańsk, Krakow, oh? Warsaw... Uh, and Zakopane. All right. Those are like the main, you know, they've. Uh,
0: Capitals or? No,
1: the, the capital is Warsaw. What I'm trying to say is if you wanna, because there's a lot of cities that have a lot of very interesting things All in right. it, but these are like the most, if you would put like four different. Um, it's kind of like Santa Monica, regions. LA,
0: or.
1: Uh, it's more like, you know, LA uh, Dallas, um, Washington, New York, right? All right, all right? all right. Yeah. So you get like all those different vibes from, from different city. And, um, and yeah, so Zakopane is in the middle of beautiful mountains. We have this little piece of, uh, of mountains called Tatre, and you know, there's, we were just talking earlier, uh, with, with Juan where like basically what I was trying to explain to him is there's, a different dialect that comes from that place. It's it's Polish language, but it's basically mm, it, it almost the difference is like between British English and English English. Oh, okay. So we really love their culture. It's a very touristy type of area. Um, we had you know we have tourists coming from all over the, the world to basically see that little piece of the culture. So that's really interesting. Then you know Krakow is of course where you know the kings resided for for several you know centuries. There was a you know battle between Warsaw and Krakow. Who's the capital? So
0: what, when mm-hmm. was this? Was this uh, like in the medieval times?
1: Yeah, like, yeah. So well, are there a
0: lot of castles? Because I know Scotland has a lot of castles. England, like, yeah. Has
1: some there's castles. there's a lot of castles in Poland. Oh, yes. Yeah, so so, so you, if you wanna, if, if you're like into princess princesses, you know, like if, if you wanna oh, see mo- like the word kings, yeah, monarchies <laughs> and all this kind of stuff, definitely a good place to go is Poland. Um, yeah, and you can not just, not just the castle that where they were residing. They had like a summer castle. They had a winter castle. They had like... Wow, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Once you were a king, you could do yeah, much right? anything you wanted. Yeah. Kings, kings so were living the life. That was really interesting, life. yeah.
0: So uh, those, are, those are interesting places. Like, definitely. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I would like England as much as I did when I went. Mm-hmm. But the openness... Was something that appealed to me. So maybe, you know, maybe down the road, I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm going to go to Poland. Maybe I'm going to enjoy Poland, you know? You totally should. <laughs> You're always welcome. So another question, like, from straight from Poland, like, how old were you?
1: When I came here, I was when 18. Le-
0: 18. So yeah. before you were 18, before you left for America, mm-hmm. what were your hobbies? And how does it compare to your hobbies arriving in America? Like, were you a little bit culture shocked? Or were you like... You, you were still the same and you were still acting the same or whatnot. So I just wanted to pick your brain with that.
1: Really interesting question. Um, I was a wild child. All right. So I was always looking for trouble. <laughs> you know, teachers loved me and hated me. They couldn't, you know, they couldn't say me because I always had straight A's but then I was like a very difficult kid, you know, to kind of keep contained, yeah. (laughs) So and I always had too much energy I didn't know what to do with it, you know so I I would do extreme sports I would be very competitive, I love competitive sports, I would compete with whoever I could, whenever I could so it was very uh, I had a a pretty intense childhood I I can't believe my parents survived
0: All right. so it sounds like you were very musically gifted right how many instruments can you play and when did you learn to play oh music? wow
1: um so i'm definitely an add when it comes to doing anything creative so right. i started with piano soon after i picked up guitar on top of it uh soon after i picked up you know church organs so just then, then just I, oh yeah with you. Music right after like yeah right after i picked up flute Then from flute, I moved to saxophone. Uh, You know, when I was playing saxophone, I didn't just play alto saxophone. I wanted to play tenor saxophone. Uh, You know, then I picked up bass. Then I was like, I I was all over the place. I've learned a lot of instruments over a pretty short period of time. So, um, and you know, beside piano you know which basically is my main instrument I wouldn't qualify myself as like a master in those instruments by any means but uh but yeah but it's enough
0: understanding like can you like if a song plays can you play the song on the instrument or oh
1: yeah absolutely yeah no I this this piece of it uh, actually is probably what made makes me a good composer because because I understand so many different (laughs) instruments I, therefore, I'm, I'm capable of writing for pretty large ensembles. And you know I, under, I understand that you can't write the same things for the same instruments. Mm-hmm. I, I understand the inner in working That's of the instruments. And therefore, it's almost like every single instrument has a different language. So you have to respect that language. And you have to uh, learn the language if you really want to be good in writing for those instruments. That's good. And that sometimes can take lifetimes. You, you know?
0: make it, yeah, you yeah. Ma- I was going to say, you make it sound so easy. Yeah. Like, I know. Four months ago, I picked up a guitar. I started learning ah, the guitar.
1: Good for you. That's awesome. I
0: can play like this one intro. Song. <laughs> I, I learned it for like three hours. And it's just like me holding notes and everything. Ah. So no, I'm not musically talented at all. So. Well, you
1: never know that. Don't say it. I yet. tried. I Don't tried. say nothing yet. I
0: was super ADD <laughs> before back in school. And I just, mm. like I, I, I love playing football. So what happened was, I was like, hey, you know what? I want to pick up the guitar. Mm -hmm. And my mom paid for lessons when I was small. And I was just so ADD. I couldn't like sit down. And they're like, no, you have to do it like five times. And I'm like, no, Mm -hmm. I just want to run outside. So maybe now, now it comes to me easier, way easier. Like I did so much progress compared to before. Like it's not a lot, like it's not you. Progress, you know. So
1: well, you don't know what was me like progress. <laughs> <laughs> True. No, learning is a long process, like for everything, right? So you don't just pick up something and start, right? You yeah. have to you have to spend time. Repetition is a huge thing, you know. I've, I'm finding out the more you repeat, the more you go get into the groove of repeating something. That's what you know makes learning successful.
0: True. Yeah, that's very uh, that's very that's a nice way to look at mm-hmm. it, actually. So, so we're here. We come to America, mm. you're this energetic, energetic Polish girl, fast forward to you working, how did you transfer what you knew in music in Poland and how did you market yourself here? Like, who are the people hmm. you connected with, mm-hmm. you know? So, I just that's a, to
1: that's a very, very good question and not too many people really actually ask this question and I feel like the answer is pretty important, you know? Because, you know, young for creators, a foreigner, you come Yeah. Here? Yeah, it's, it's very interesting. So, I... Um first of all, I have this odd tendency that came from me being younger um, Should we pause? Okay yeah. good so I have this tendency f- that came from me being younger, and I always had it. I liked hanging out with older people, whether it was you know adults or whether it was just young older kids, it always inspired me because I sort of saw them as like, they were on a bigger, yeah, they were on a better level. I wanted to imitate what they're doing. So, and that never, you know, stopped in my, in my lifetime. I always looked up to older people because I feel like they have so much more experience and I can learn so much from them. So, so I, you know, continued that all the way through college. You know, I would, I would always hang out with older crowds. Mm-hmm. And because of that, they warned me about a lot of things that, you know, maybe my peers weren't warned so early about. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I got a lot of heads up because of that very trait. Um, so yeah, in college, I moved through college very quickly. You know, I, uh, I transferred also from one college to another. Um, Normally, if you ask me whether you should go to college for music or you should, whether you shouldn't, Depend. if you can learn all this stuff on your own, mm. you probably don't need to go to college. You know, music is pretty, um, you know, intu- intuitive. Internal, yeah. Intuitive. So, so if you just want are willing to spend time on your own, you don't need to go to college. For me, going to college was a huge thing because it allowed me to come to America and also it allowed me to study the language, study the understanding of the music. I mean, to study the culture. I, I was so in love with jazz. The reason why I came to America was jazz. And you know, you go to, I to uh,
0: that g- gumbo where. <sighs> My brain's not working. Uh, Saint Louis, Saint Saint Louis, Louisiana, Louisiana,
1: Louisiana. Did that's, you go to? Did
0: you visit? Louisiana? Those are those
1: are like blues, blues. musicians more, like Georgia, Louisiana, um, New Orleans, right? New Orleans, yeah, yeah New Orleans. That's yeah. like where all this stuff started, right? But um, what I'm saying is more general. I feel like jazz was developed in America, so. To understand jazz, you have to understand the culture. Go to the heart. Yeah. yeah, it's almost like you can't learn how to play or dance salsa if you're not gonna go to Cali and experience, sure. right? So, so I feel like you know, I wanted, I was so driven to learn every little bit and piece of jazz that I wanted to like just swallow the culture. <laughs> and, uh, so tell take me your it secret. Um, tell
0: yeah. me your secret with how, because it's. Feels to me like you were super passionate about mm-hmm. music before. And how did you keep the fire in you even across how many miles and how many years? Like, how did you...
1: You know what? By progressing. By progressing. But always going to the next step. I never... I feel like, you know... I'm probably one of those this people that I don't like to do one thing. I don't want, I don't like to be stagnant. I don't, like to, I don't like to stay in one place for a long time. I get bored. Yeah. So to keep myself occupied, I just kept on going to the next level, next level, next level. And like, you know, when I was in college, I I realized that just performing, you know, isn't enough for me. I wanted to be a writer, you know. Yeah. I started writing very early. But it was in college that I made the realization that I'm not going to be satisfied if I just perform. True, yes. I needed to write for other people. I needed to like, explore you know, all of the other aspects of music. And that's, you know, that's really what, what started my career as a composer.
0: That's great. That's mm-hmm. great. Uh, with, uh, with everything going on in your life right now, are you excited about something in the future? Like, Is there something you're super excited about that you're working on or collaborating with someone with?
1: Um there's a lot of things that I'm very very excited about. I mean, this year was a huge year for me. Uh, Congratulations. I, uh, yeah, it's 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 been really thank you. It was <laughs> it's really awesome. Um I started an all female team so I have, nice. you know, six wonderful composers, you know, working with me right now. Um, uh, with that team, uh, you know, me, myself and with the team, we together did 19 projects this year, nice. different projects. It's pretty crazy. So it's been a very, very busy year for me.
0: So tell me about this team. Mm-hmm. What, what team is this? What, what projects do you guys work on?
1: Uh, so it's a film scoring team. Um, basically, we do a lot of film and television. We d- we've All done t- two TV shows this year. We've done uh, six feature films. I on top of that just by myself did another 3. So <laughs> it's uh it's been it's been just a you know it's it's been and I love working with those with those girls because they the they're not That's just the best, yeah. Oh yeah, they're not just wonderful musicians, very very extremely talented composers. But they're also um just so pleasant to be around. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all in they're, they're all into the team, so they're they're great team players, they support each other, they support me, they, um, you know, they pick up this, like, they find a way how to be helpful, which is an amazing gift yes. for, you know, and I feel like, you know, and they all have a lot to say and we always democratically pretty much, you know, choose, you know, what is the best for the team. So I feel like it's just a wonderful environment to work in.
0: That's great, that's great. You know, uh, with this, uh, you working with people mm-hmm. right now and you're, you know what's happening with your team. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with the smaller side of musicians now happening around the world, actually? Like small time producers making their own lo-fi music, making their own like, garage sounds on SoundCloud or GarageBand. Like, are you familiar mm-hmm. with artists like that?
1: If somebody brings me an artist to my attention, then yes. I, there's so much music out there to listen to. Too much. Yeah, yes. it's too much, <laughs> yes. So, and you know, unfortunately for young artists, um, the marketing dollar is the most powerful weapon in this industry, As you know, right now. I mean, even in the outlets that like, you know, 10 years ago were pretty much a free-for-all outlets yeah. and they launched careers of multiple phenomenal musicians. Yeah. You know, nowadays, even though those so-called free outlets are not really free anymore because you're always going to be outbid by somebody who can yeah. pay more you know so by somebody who can who has a better marketing strategy by somebody you know so it's it's really interesting you know the internet it's almost like it peaked four independent creators and now exactly. it's going down the drain yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, so it's I, I really wish you know I, I like looking at different platforms coming up right now there's almost every single year there's a different platform and those people who didn't don't have a chance to stand against the big bucks anymore on the big platforms can always transition to the smaller platforms. so you know if you are an independent creator. I definitely, you know, advise you researching what is that new hot thing that you can kind of catch capitalize the right, on. yeah, capitalize on, yeah. So that's that. That would be like my strategy if I wanted to really, you know, go into the promoting of of my own music and my own art. Um, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. But oh, it's going back to your questions. So I really, um, you know, when somebody has a lot of talent and yeah. when they show up on the scene. I love supporting those artists and you know at this point I have enough power that I can always invite them to collaborate with me right there you go and I have done that in the past um and I hate dealing with those people's agents and managers they usually you know when they're starting out they have like the worst managers the worst agents because none of those people know what they're doing (laughs) you know but you know but it's 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 a work in progress so um so yeah so I've you know I've personally tried to you know pick those people from the from the arena and like try to get them involved in what I'm doing as well yeah
0: see in America there's like or anywhere you know there's a point in life where you can say you've made it like it's not like I'm a billionaire you're like you know what I'm doing what I like I'm making enough money life is good would you say that you've reached that point
1: I don't think I'll ever say I've reached that point. So you're always striving. Like, you're I'm always breaking no, barriers. I'm always going for the next big thing. And I don't think... I'm one of those people, like, people, oh, I can't wait until I retire. I never want to retire. No,
0: but not, not about, you know about retiring. Mean? Yeah, I get that. Yeah. But not about retiring. But, like, for example, mm-hmm. like, when you're a struggling artist and you're, like, struggling so hard on your art, you know, mm-hmm. and then you've... The, the pressure off your shoulders is lifted. Like, that's the moment mm-hmm. I'm talking about. Like, just the moment you're financially capable of... Supporting yourself mm. or your wife or your kids or whatever with the passion you love mm. would you say that you're at that point like
1: so let me answer this question a little differently I feel like there is in in independent business and in um, in probably in creators young independent starving artists there is an upward Uh, wave that goes up and down so you would be in that point for a moment then you go down again then you go climb to the next step then you go so I feel like my life wasn't necessarily like, you know, there was, a, there was struggling, struggling, struggling. Oh, and they're not struggling anymore. It was always a it was wave. Always a fight, so a fight. I've been very comfortable at some some points. Then it would, it, would, it would be a year of really like bad things happening, you know, financial problems yeah. or whatever. Then it would climb back up. It was really, I I don't personal I can't personally say that there is like that one little spot where you're like, oh, right. I'm not a starving artist anymore. I'm like, <laughs> and you can always, and it's interesting because, you know, who's really good in this? Um, uh... The Rock? What's his, what's his uh, name? Um, Dwayne
0: The Rock Johnson. Yeah, yeah.
1: Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson. He had a phenomenal speech about that, where he's saying, you know, I've been there and I felt all the way, you know, down. back down, but would never let me give up. It's the fact that I always feel like I'm with my uh, back to the wall. Yeah. That's what he feels like. And he says, stay in that mentality forever because that's what's going to make you achieve the best Mm -hmm. out of yourself you know pretty much forever so it it was I mean I feel I find him very very inspiring Yeah,
0: there Mm -hmm. are a lot of he's actually surprisingly really inspirational Mm -hmm. actually Uh, we were speaking we were talking about uh, these artists Mm -hmm. up and coming and how the market is oversaturated with all these musicians Mm and it's stressful. Like if you're starting out as some musician, like it's super mm-hmm. stressful now, especially in LA, especially in acting, whatever. Yeah. Everything here in LA is crowded in the entertainment field. Uh, what, would you, what advice would you give someone who's like struggling, who's doubting himself? Mm-hmm. Like maybe someone who's working hard on his music, working hard on his craft, and he just can't seem to get in. What would be your advice to that person or people?
1: I have a few. Um First of all, don't ever compare yourself to anybody else. I mean, yeah, if this is your system and it works for you, maybe do. But I feel like, you know, the success is so, uh, it's it's such a weird thing. People think, okay, success and then you know, it's like this point that everybody sees of mm-hmm. like no success then a lot of success. It's never like that. Everything is just black and white. So what I would say, first of all, never give up because there are artists who got very, you know, successful and very established when they were uh, three years old. There are artists who got successful in their teens. They were sus- successful artists in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. The Backstreet Boys. There is, yeah, there's absolutely no right <laughs> and reason when are you going to be successful. Uh, it's a lot of luck has to do yeah. with it and persistence. Persistence and not just blindly doing things that don't make sense, having a little bit of a structure to what you're doing and a little bit of a plan. And another thing is, you know, if you can invest in some, um, um, I'm missing a word for it, but it's a really, really good one. So it's worth waiting for it. Hold on. <laughs> <We'll> <laughs> <wait>. <laughs> um, Common sense. Common
0: sense. There you go. Common
1: sense. And it's it's probably one of the most, one of the things that I see among successful people. They all sort of have common sense. Now, another thing that, you know, a lot of successful people have, they are extraordinary. But it's funny because ordinary people, they are also extraordinary. They just have to stop trying to be shy and open yeah. up and allow themselves to be extraordinary. And I feel like a lot of starting artists, they try to be like somebody else. It doesn't work that way. I mean, yeah, in marketing you can use, you know, different names to market yeah. something, but it's you still have to have something special on your own. Because you, if you do that, you're just yeah. gonna sound
0: like everyone else, so yeah. you yeah. gotta find that little yeah. thing that, Imagine you mm-hmm. know the band Imagine Dragons?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: When they, uh, when the, uh, what award did they win their first album they won this really big award and i was like oh my god this is the end of them because you know how musicians get big and they start selling out Mm -hmm. but their music like remained roughly the same you know like Mm -hmm. pretty much the same and then people were starting to say like oh they sound like everybody else but actually everyone was or a lot of sounds like them yes everyone else was trying to copy them and i'm like you know what Mm -hmm. i can
1: Yep, yep, yep.
0: Where the difference is between Maroon 5 and Imagine Dragons, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. Maroon 5 went, like, total mainstream.
1: Yeah. Well, I feel like you touched on something very interesting. I feel like, you know, there's a lot of musicians. Like, to create a sustainable career, you also have to have that mentality of, you know, having your back to the wall all the time and not letting the, you know, quick success or... Any success, it doesn't have to be quick. Any success just blow you off your beaten path. Mm-hmm. You have to just keep on going. And it's interesting because the most, the, the longest career in this in, careers in this industry, the mo- the most lasting success is built on just persistence and being not letting anybody rattle in any way. Just being persistently, in, you know, yeah. marching your beaten path.
0: Mm. So we were talking a lot about musicians. Do you have any? Favorite musician right now? That mm. you listen to in what genre?
1: <laughs> Very what genre? good question. I have a favorite musician in each genre and they change all the time yeah, too. I feel that, yeah. So So I let's mean, hear it. There's oh goodness, just to name it. Okay. So let's start with jazz. I love I'm a you know pianist, so I love, yeah. you know, artists like Thelonious Monk who started me out. Um, um Chick Korea. Uh, McCoy Tyner that I stole a lot from, Um, you know, Herbie Hancock. Then, you know, from vocal, I love jazz vocalists, uh, Nina Simone, uh, Sarah Vaughan was a huge influence on me and her music. Um, You know, uh, then, you know, moving on to like gospel music. I love gospel artists. How do you feel about the new
0: Kanye album? Have you heard it?
1: I was very intrigued. (laughs) I don't know, he didn't do anything all that special. There I were like was maybe really, two songs that I like. Yeah, no, I was really interested in musical choices on this album. It was definitely gospel influenced. Mm-hmm. I was wondering why he would do such an album. Um, so I have very like, oh, this is really interesting type of
0: reaction to it, you know. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah.
0: There's a there's a lot there. Like, like I've like I don't know what's going. On. Like I love Ye, I love Kanye, mm-hmm. you know. But right now I think. I saw him tweet about, like, God is good. God gave me this tax mm-hmm. refund. And I'm like, oh, is this why he's happy? Like, God mm-hmm. gave him $10 million, and he's, like, happy. So that's that's what it looks like to me. Yeah. Like, when I follow his Twitter, like, I kind of, like, unfollowed him because he's, like, all over the place right now. But I still mm-hmm. love him. But I don't think it's his great, greatest work for for gospel. Like, I like gospel. Yeah. But that one is, it was a miss for me. Well, um,
1: there are, like, I mean, in gospel music, there <laughs> gospel music was progressing along you know classical music and it's yeah. it, uh, along i'm sorry pop music just as much as you know pop music changed over years gospel music changed over years too right it's from like those early yeah. you know spirituals clapping yeah and, yeah uh, to you know organized choirs then to like real orchestras like, and stuff yeah just every they've done every every possible thing you know i mean the big time for gospel music was you know 60s 70s mm-hmm. right Um, and then, um, you know, and then they, they became very, very complex. I mean, to this day, gospel music is probably one of the richest and most intriguing music, you know, ever, you know, it's, it has so many different, you know, channels and so many different, yeah, I mean, contemporary gospel music, it sounds like. R and B pop music. There's, there's it's very interesting. gospel music. Oh yeah! yeah oh it's, yeah! It's 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 really really intriguing, you know. But I mean, I also love classical music. I listen to classical music all the time, um, you know. Usually the big names and the yeah. and the you know like I love Camille Saint I love Mozart. You know, I love <laughs> I love Rachmaninoff. Uh, yeah, uh, Penderetsky. You know, I love all this all those all this stuff. And of course, film music. You know, John Williams was my huge idol. Uh, I love Hans Zimmer's production you know yes, yes, from yes. the newer composers I I really like uh Tony Holkenborg who I mm-hmm. I have a pleasure to work with and um you know AR Rahman who's amazing another amazing musician that I that I have a pleasure to work with I'm going to be seeing him in 2 weeks now. Oh, so nice. <laughs> nice. yeah so it's it's um it's just so amazing you know and and you know all of those new coming up you know names and artists I feel like, you know, those are the people who are going to be creating the new face of, of film scoring. So, so it's very, it's, it's, it's extremely interesting. And I see music as something that's very uh, vibrant and something fluid, that just always fluid, changing, you know. always changing, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: It's crazy. So mm-hmm. if you weren't a composer, what profession do you see yourself in? Like, Ta. If you took it out <laughs> and then you were to choose one profession...
1: You, you know, I think I would be a cosmologist, and it don't confuse us with cosmetologist. All right. <laughs> and or with astronomer. Yes. Those Definitely are both not. different <laughs> professions. Cosmologist is probably what Einstein was. Um, uh, uh, Stephen Hawking mm. and all the other things. I actually was. I had a huge dilemma when I was graduating from high school whether I should go into music or whether I should go into physics. And, uh, you know, and I would probably end up studying theoretical physics if I didn't say to myself, you know, you can always study that or you can study that in the background. I think music is something you need to do when you're young. Um, and that's true. You kind of have to do music yeah. while, you,
0: while you're young. Because your brain, you know, it's... Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but I still, I mean, you know, I study physics on my own at home. Like, I, you know, you wouldn't say this about me, but I'm, like, such a huge nerd. You know, my, my best friends are the friends that I can, you know, throw in an equation
0: at. Yeah. They,
1: they're like, oh, no, that's, that's wrong, you know. <laughs> so it's pretty, pretty interesting, you know. <laughs> that
0: wouldn't be my best yeah. friend. Like, if they threw equations at me, <laughs> I'm like, why do we hang out? Why are we friends, dude? Get away from me. So what would you say is the most challenging, interesting part? of composing a movie for a film? Like, let's say we're in LA, you get a lot of people having their student films or films, and they're like, hey, can you compose it for me? Like, what would you say is the most challenging part in that whole process, from meeting the person, from understanding what he needs, to delivering him the final product?
1: I'll tell this to everybody, the money. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I want to do
0: everything, <laughs> how much? <laughs> uh.
1: Yeah, have you guys seen those memes online, it's like, Clients' expectations, clients' budget. Yeah. Have you seen that? Yes. It's so And funny. it's just like totally... Yeah. Like, no. And yeah, I am a master myself of doing things on low budget. <laughs> but really, if you if you really want to have a great product, you need to figure out how to pay for it. And, you know, with young filmmakers, I've seen, you know... Yeah, they're I mean they're amazing. They're very understanding. They're great spirits. They, you know, they don't really expect yeah. magic. But I also feel like, you know, there's so many great films over there that you know, if they could just allocate additional budget for music, if there was like an organization that would give filmmakers budget for music, yeah. we could do so much phenomenal things because I feel like, you know, when you go to studios where, you know, we finally have those big budgets and you can work with those big budgets, or, that's where you hold on, let me finish. <laughs> that's that's where you get constraints from yes. the studios. Yes. This is what you can do, this is what you can't do. With young filmmakers, that's what you can that this is where you can do pretty much a lot because they're open. They want to see new things. They want to experiment. They want to go out of the, you know, of the box. So I feel like, you know, we shouldn't be putting millions of dollars into the next blockbuster. We should be putting millions of dollars into the next underground, you know, cheap shot with one camera, phenomenal film. That's where we should be allocating that, that budget.
0: What I was saying, what I was going to say was, uh, like being like this small production company, you know, it's, it's expensive to film Mm -hmm. in LA, like to film in front of my house, I would need to pay the city like what, $120 to film on my sidewalk. And that's just crazy. So, mm-hmm. like, all the budget of these people, like, go into, like, fees. And then you have all these stuff. And it's not easy. It's not easy to yeah. get some things because everyone's trying to book it. And then you're mm-hmm. like, oh, I have three days to film this. Where do I go? And you're like, uh, I guess I need to go to my second spot. But it's getting mm-hmm. it's getting better. Like, there's a, there's an app where you rent houses. I forgot what it's called. It's, like, the Uber of renting houses, basically. Mm-hmm. And then people do that and they film there. So I'm like, wow, that's... It's actually really smart. It's cheaper than like paying the city <laughs> for yeah. permission to film, and, you know?
1: Yeah. No, I mean, I, I really feel, feel bad for all the young filmmakers because you guys have the toughest, you know? Like it's easy to learn with money, you know? It's not easy to, to have to figure out everything, you know, yeah. and make it good. It's so difficult. So I, and it's something like, mm-hmm.
0: a, I see film as something like music mm-hmm. per se. Like, someone can learn. I worked with a lot of film students who are, like, super by the book. And that's Mm -hmm. all they could do, like, super by the book. But there's no, like, there's no passion. There's no nothing. And it's just, like, Mm -hmm. I'm doing it structured. It's got to be nice, right? No, you got to add, like, a little panache. You got to add, like, your little soul in there and everything. So I feel like filmmakers also have that thing where, oh, maybe I can, maybe I can, like, spend, like, $100,000 to learn film. Or maybe I could, like tag along with this one person and then learn from there. Like, it's there's so many ways that you can get into film and mm, people yeah. People don't see that a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. And talking about our projects, uh, what projects have you worked on before? Like, what kind of... Pro- like, what's the scale? Like, it goes from, like, maybe student films or family friends films to... Tonight Show
1: with Jayla, and, uh, Empire, uh, Book of Life. Um, huh... Just name it. I mean, you know, I even performed and played piano on the Arsenio Hall show. So I've done like oh, <laughs> <laughs> I've done everything from like you know a zero dollars short film to like you know some of the biggest titles in Hollywood. It's it's pretty crazy, and you know I was fortunate to do this. Uh, you know I can't you know claim all the fame, you know, for this, you know, yeah. it's it wasn't just me, I had a lot of people helping it's a team, me out, it's a village, you village. Know. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I had a lot of people who just basically took an interest in my talent, and just helped me to that next level, and I'm so grateful for having all those wonderful men- mentors all over the years, and, you know, I feel like I was really lucky to, uh, yeah. you know, just be in the right place, and the right time, and, and find the right people, too, so... Um, it's yeah. great
0: working with people mm-hmm. like with the same mindset as you like you just keep going you just keep going and yeah okay for this next part I'm gonna make it a little bit more interactive I'm gonna have three tro- three lives to guess a genre you don't listen to so I'm gonna name a genre and if you listen to it you're gonna say I listened to that and I'm gonna lose one life yeah
1: <laughs> so okay. the goal
0: is to, for me to get to successfully guess Three genres that you don't listen to.
1: Okay. Define listen to. Because you can listen to one song and really like it, listen to it over and over, but not listen. Like something you can
0: jam to. Like, like, let's say... So
1: something that I like a lot of music from that genre and I listen to it a lot. Or because I have songs from just one genre that I absolutely am obsessed with, but I haven't heard anything else from that genre.
0: All right, all right, so it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a little bit more complicated than I right?
1: thought. So let's give it a go. <laughs> You're going to lose a lot of lives if uh, we're going to go that way.
0: <laughs> I win, I win a lot, I win a lot. So we have three lives, okay? So I'm going to say, so the goal for me is to guess genres that you don't listen to. So I'm going I'm mm-hmm. to judge you right now, okay? So I have your permission to judge you.
1: Okay, permission to judge we're me. Gonna,
0: we're going to start with,
1: what, what's a good genre?
0: Dubstep. You know all those kids listening to those bangers right now.
1: Yeah. (laughs) No. I. It's probably one of those things where I like I listen to a couple of songs, but I don't really listen to the whole. So I'm not gonna. I I already know. (laughs) You
0: have like so much music knowledge, so that was well.
1: Dumpstep, if you think about it, has great like production quality. The beats are actually like. Yeah. So I mean, and those people like they have very limited musical language to operate in so they they have have to make their own yeah so they have to go for very unique solutions so if you think about it like where there is not enough of like chords they go for sounds when there's not enough rhythms they go for something else so it's it's very interesting how like the limited genres they actually have a lot of uh other forms of creativity that you can take and steal from them
0: right so We've decided that I can't win. I can't <laughs> win that game. Is, yes, there you a, can. is there a genre here? We'll, we'll change the mm-hmm. question so I save face here. Is there a genre that people look at you or people that have been with you, like friends, family? Is there a genre that if you told them you listened to it, would they be like, what? Ah, be like I get
1: that reaction a lot <laughs> when I start rapping. Rapping! Hardcore rap.
0: See, I would, like DMX, I would have lost this game.
1: Or um or Cardi B or like Nicki people like Minaj. that. Well, yeah. Yeah. Guess guess yeah, no, my my American friends, they go crazy. Particularly they, you know, particularly with things like DMX, DMX. or like Exhibit. <laughs> 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 I'm going very old yeah. school here. Yeah, no, they, they they go like okay. NWA. Okay, okay. I don't know you anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so that so that was oh, yeah. <laughs> I would have lost. Like I would've <laughs> yeah. I already know. So that was a safe bet. So me it is more like I feel like I listen to so much music, like I grew up on eighties music mostly. So mm. my favorite genre would be like 80s synth.
1: Cool. Okay. Like,
0: I, there's something about it that when I hear it, I'm just like I get, I get put in a good mood instantly. Like interesting. Always, well, you'll always be do- electric dreams. Mm-hmm. That that will always be together. Yeah, yeah. Together.
1: That genre leaked into um, film scoring with John Car- Carpenter and like what oh, he was yeah. doing. I don't know if you guys are familiar the the Halloween score and, and other things yeah. like that. Yeah, that's and, that's pretty interesting.
0: And uh, those slasher films, yeah, Friday the Thirteenth.
1: Yeah. Uh, I actually have a question. Is uh, shaft, shaft? Is that from the eighties? Shaft. Shaft. That film.
0: I think so. is that eighties.
1: Is that eighties?
0: Some. Some. It's. It's an. It was an old movie that was brought back to life with. Uh, who was Samuel L. Jackson?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. But was that thing done in the eighties? The initial one, the Shaft. I'm movie? not.
0: I'm not sure. I didn't. I didn't watch that. But I. I know Kay. about it. Like yeah. I saw it on commercials. I'm like, yo, that's Shaft. Cool. Yep. Cool, yep, yeah. yeah. All right, Julia. So you have this camera right here. Okay. Let the people know. Shameless plug. Be as shameless as you want.
1: Hey, I'm shameless. <laughs> um, my name is Julia Zuzanna Sokolowska. Don't try to do that at home, kids. <laughs> um, so you can follow me everywhere, pretty much. I'm available on all forms of social media. Um, you know, the biggest one for me is Facebook. So, you know, it's usually Julia, Zuzanna music. It's like Susanna, but with Z's music. And if you type that, you know, my page is going to pop out on Facebook. I post a lot on my page, probably even more than I post on my private page. Um, I post a lot on Instagram. Uh, I post. try to post a lot on Twitter. Nobody cares about me on Twitter. That means nobody cares what I have to say. <laughs> That's true, sort of Maybe, of... hopefully not. I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, I'm definitely on YouTube. I, po- I try to post something every month or every couple of months on YouTube. So, you know, I try to put out, you know, content about what I'm doing, you know, what's, what's going on in my life, about my projects, the ones that I can talk about. So definitely, you know, stay in tune, stay in touch, and, you know, there's going to be a lot of fun stuff coming up.
0: So for all you film people starting out who need a composer here in LA, she already said she didn't like cheap people, so ah! be careful. No, 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 no,
1: no, <laughs> you okay. offer? some of the best scores, let me just fix this for all you, right, right. some of the best scores that we did, we did for free, so just putting it out there. Market's
0: <laughs> open, guys, so very nice talking to you, it was wonderful, mm-hmm.
1: thank you for And likewise, time. and likewise, thank you so much for having me.
0: Alright, that, that was great, guys. Thank you for watching, and I'll see you again. Bye. Bye.